everyone, Jared here. Just a heads up, this is part three of three of our interview with Mike and Sarah Bradley. Thanks. Hey Jared, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be, I want to build a soda empire and I want to bring down root beer because I hate root beer. It's the worst, it's the worst drink ever. You're so full of it. I despise root beer. No, I don't believe it. I, I dislike root beer very much. Uh, okay, I have to go onto Amazon really quick and cancel uh, my gift for your birthday. <laughs> it was a subscription to root beer. Why would I want a root beer subscription? All right, so can I tell you what I want to be when I grow up? So, Annalisa, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm, when I grow up, I want to own a lemonade stand. Permanent lemonade stand. Have you? Do you remember that game when you were a kid on a computer? Yes. Lemonade stand? Yeah, that was yes. hard. Do you really want to do that? Yes, day in and day out. You got to buy sugar. I know. You got to figure out how many ice cubes to put in. Right. You oh, got to figure out how many lemons. You got to adjust it based on the temperature. I mean, this is Okay, okay, okay. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, this, this, I, that's not, not that's not the road. I don't think... Ah, I've got something else listen. even better. Okay. I think I've got a... I'm, there's a really good chance that I could be the next... Last comic standing. I think I'm going to be a comedian because I got this joke. This is a joke straight from Audrey's mouth. This is my daughter who's three and a half. Do you know where pencils go on vacation, Jared? I'm not sharp enough to figure that out. <laughs> Pennsylvania. No. Oh, no. yeah. So I think there's I think there's a real chance. Speaking of of comedians, mm -hmm. did I tell you that? I got in trouble for making copies. <laughs> no, what happened? Tell me more. I, well, I went, <laughs> I went, I went, I had to make some copies for work. Uh-huh. And uh, I went to the local copiers, but I don't want to go to the big box, you know, support, sure. support local. Uh, and I went to local copiers. And you, you know these guys. These are the, the, the folks that are from um, Europe. I think they're from Moscow. Oh, right? okay. The, Moscow, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, and so I had to make some copies for me. And uh, I came back home. It's like a, a week later, I got a phone call from the FBI. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I got and they're like, uh, you know. And I'm like, well, what do I do? What do I do? And they're like, well, we heard you're collating with the Russians. <sighs> those, those collated papers, man, they're trouble. It's yeah, trouble to, yeah, to collate. Yeah, yeah mm. Russian collation. That's, mm. that's mm. serious business. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think neither one of us is going to make it in the in the comedic world. I think we had better set our sights on that lemonade stand. Yeah. And... Well, I don't know, though. Isn't, isn't a pun the highest form of humor? Uh, I don't know. The French people love puns. Do they? Yes. Mm. Les yes. compétents. I don't know. <laughs> the only French I know is from Home Alone. <laughs> that, that's really kind of it. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's like, because they love Jerry Lewis, right? And Jerry Lewis... Used lots of puns. Did he use a lot of puns or was he just I, slapstick? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. Sometimes I, I can't... I don't know. He helped kids. <laughs> he did. We should all love Jerry Lewis because he helped kids. Uh, was he a good person? I don't know. See, I, I, I feel I, really, I don't know who to like anymore. I, I get so confused. I'm like I just, like I like this person. Then you find out that they're a horrible human being. And you're like, oh, I guess I don't like this person anymore. No, that is hard. And I can't keep track of who I like and don't like anymore. You should just like me. I do like you. Thanks. Um, <laughs> you know what I don't like though? What the sound quality of this episode? And I apologize to everybody. This is part oh, three of a right. really long interview. Um, and it went a little long. We were all getting a little tired. Everyone's getting tired and like. <laughs> There's parts, it sounds like I'm in another room because I'm so far away from the microphone. Hello, but, hello, can you hear me? Oh, it's you. Kind of... It sounds like I'm 
like talking through a tin can through a megaphone. It's terrible. Um, all right. Well, guys, listen to it fast. Get through it. Move on. Our next interview coming up will be better. We'll right. make sure sound quality is a little yeah. a little better. And I, I actually almost didn't put this one out, but it wasn't. I didn't want to leave Sarah. No, Mike no, we didn't so. want to leave Sarah. So um, this is again another part, um, another episode with Mike and Sarah Bradley, uh, who you've already gotten to know through parts one and part two. But it's it's the concluding episode, um, and they are fantastic. And we we wanted to have dinner with them actually recently and it turns out that mike was traveling and uh the kids came down with a nasty flu flu virus so yeah so we couldn't do it so we'll have to do a rain check but we did come up we're thinking that maybe our our new thing is we're going to wait until mike is out of town mike is out of town or sarah's out of town and then see if they want to do dinner and that's the only time we're going to ask them to do dinner um just see how long it takes them to catch on (laughs) I would really actually like to have dinner with them, though. So. Oh, me too. But I think, but we've talked before, like, our new thing is going to be, like, we're just going to start doing, like, really random random things, like, when we get invited to dinners and people are like, what can we bring? Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, say, what can we bring? And they're going to be like, oh, I'll bring whatever. You know, we did talk about We're going to bring, yeah. like, weird stuff, like Cornish game hen, mm-hmm. frozen. One. F- one, one frozen, frozen Cornish, Cornish game, game hen, hen. like, ha- a half-eaten TV dinner. <laughs> <laughs> And like a bag of popcorn or something. I think it's, it's fantastic. It, it, it gives a lot of options. You know, people can, can figure it out. But then I'm afraid that we're never going to get invited to anybody's dinner party. Or we'll get invited time. to all the dinner parties and we'll have to keep coming up with like Just these weird like the random trio of things bring. to bring. The oh, possibilities are endless. Right. Um, song. What's the song for this episode? Do you remember? It's called Happy Days, I think. Audrey helped me pick it out. Oh, it's nice. in the It's in the show notes, everybody. Audrey helped me pick it out one morning when Emmett and Annalisa were, were in bed. Yeah, I don't know. Does everybody know that my kids' names are Audrey and Emmett? They do now. They do now. Yeah. But I don't know if you knew before. So if we mention Audrey and Emmett, that, that's Audrey is three and a half, Emmett is five and a half, and that's who we're talking about. And <laughs> that is the Audrey helped me pick it out as well. Yeah. yeah, not Audrey Hepburn, not to be confused. Or Audrey from Twin Peaks. Or Audrey from Twin Peaks, nope. And I guess we should get on with the show. The end of episode two was Mike just starting to tell us about his, I guess, like his winding down career in the Navy. And this is when he mm-hmm. got a job working with a, or on or helping to build. I, I don't know. It's James Bond stuff, man. He was working with Spice. It is very, it is very James yeah. Bondy. Yeah. yeah. James Bondy? <laughs> James Bondish? James Bo- is that the, uh, it's very James Bondish. James, James Bondy. That's the Bollywood version. <laughs> Hey, do you know that I have actually a cousin who used to be in some Bollywood films? Um, we maybe should get her on here too at some point. That would be very interesting. Uh huh. Um, I don't know how to transition from that into the interview. So here's the interview. <laughs> what What the heck do I know about government contracting? You know, procurements of of, of parts. So I, w- I became the electrical parts officer on a two billion dollar satellite program, but. You always are assigned government contractors that quote quote work for you. Right. And I had three, two were PhDs, and one was the guy that I mean he built the Navy space program basically, wow. Mar- Mari Shoemaker. And uh, so I just I just deferred to them, and a lot of you made leadership decisions, and it was it was fascinating. Well, and, leadership uh, skills you'd certainly learn. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, and uh, no, and it was it, it was it was really neat. I mean. I can talk about less about that job than the submarine job because yeah. that required an additional clearance. I had to get a polygraph. I had to go take a lie detector test yeah, yeah. to get on that job. It was neat to kind of see government contracting too because as a as a naval officer, as a submarine officer, I didn't I didn't see that. I'm, I'm sure my captain did. I didn't. 
I was just driving the ship and and how how long was that? That was a that was two years. That was two years. Two years. Yeah. So that's when you're in DC and that's, that's when, when Sarah's working with Air American Navy. Yeah, and yeah, and and they were great. They were flexible with me as far as like the boys. I didn't have to travel to our contractors as much. And uh, no, it was it was a great. So then, what did you like? Where are you at now? How did you get from working on a satellite, satellite project to what, 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 what are you doing now? Yeah, what am I doing yet? So, <laughs> we made the decision to move home. Yeah, so we made that. so we made the decision to move home, and, and that was a really hard decision. And that was, and yeah, my I always bring up my dad because my dad, obviously, number one mentor in my life, and you know, number question about anything fantasy football lineup to like where should I go to college? It starts with that, you know, and. uh he kept saying, he's like, well, okay, I understand you want to get out of the Navy. You know, you have a family, uh, you don't want to go out to sea, whatever. But I really think you should stay in D.C. You know, you got these government contractor contracts. You know, you got, uh, you know, the skill set now. And he's just seen a lot of his friends go down to D.C., you know, work for the, the name companies down there. And, I, you know, unbeknownst to me, I had a pretty good pedigree at that point. And uh, I was like, I think you should stay in D.C. And I'm like, no, no, I think I want to come back home, you know. Uh, I, I really do. I think I, think I want to go back home and uh, say, so yeah, okay, I, I, you know, and he wasn't a jerk about it. But he's like, you should consider Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's got a lot of stuff going on right now, right. you know. Like, back home, but but not too far. It's like, well, yeah, but I think I really want to get back home, you know. And, he, and then he even threw out State College. State, State College, like, which is about an hour this away from us. so surprising us. to me because I would have expected uh-huh. the exact opposite yeah, from ba- Well, since you've seen him with his grandkids, you right. know. But uh, I said, no, no, I, seriously, I think I think I want to be, like, back home, back home. Sarah's going to be able to telecommute. She can, it doesn't matter where she lives. And I'll, I'll figure something out, you know. And uh, so we moved back and um, Sarah came and, and like. And so- certainly, just to interrupt, I mean. Cost of living to go from Washington mm-hmm. D.C. Yeah. Oh, yeah. to Evansburg, Pennsylvania, you see a huge difference in the yeah. cost of living, which I'm mm-hmm. sure you know oh, yeah. was a, a nice surprise to you. It's, it's yeah. also been a nice surprise yeah. to me. Oh yeah, and we came back in an ideal situation. Like I, I had no college debt. Sarah had basically no college mm-hmm. debt. You know, we didn't we didn't buy a house in anywhere. Like a lot of our friends, like with moving around, you always take a risk when you buy a house. We right. we always rented. Uh, I mean, some people made a lot of money, but we we neither mm-hmm. gained nor lost money. So we came back pretty clean slate as far as that and uh um no so and so i got a navy uh, september 2008 and then we ended up not buying a house right then because sarah was very pregnant and i ended up not getting a job right away because sarah was very pregnant and we had a year and a half old twins and so i'm like well basically let's let's see what happens in the spring and uh max came in december 2008 and then uh um, Sarah was adjusting to to working from Evansburg, and spring came. I picked up some contracting work. That's something people don't know. I did some engineering consulting. A friend of the family said, "Okay, you're electrical engineer. We have this company of of a lot of them are old Penelac engineers, and we do uh, we do contracting for for power plants." And uh, so I did one job, you know, cradle to grave. It was a coal-fired power plant down in Pittsburgh. Bring the coal in on barges, build it, make electricity. And they were doing something that totally applied to the submarine. You have to sample water samples on the submarine, like, all the time. And right. they were installing a new sampling system on the coal-fired power plant. And I had a over some oversight, because I, I never drafted. I'm not a professional engineer. I can't stamp documents or anything like that. Um, I mean, I did a lot of schematics in, in college. So I did that. But it was so much working by myself that I didn't really love it. It paid decent, and I could have worked from home, you know, and whatever. But I was like, eh, 
I don't know. I, I kind of played it off like the kids were the excuse why I didn't pursue that more, which they kind of were too. But so then, then for probably a good two years, I, I, I didn't. Uh, collect a paycheck and uh you were I mean, stay-at-home dad stay-at-home dad yeah, yeah three right. boys which uh, is not an easy job no 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 no, no. Yeah. oh but it was a blast it was uh, like yes, yeah, i mean it was like you know climbing trees riding bikes uh you know all kinds of stuff taking trips to pittsburgh taking trips to state college like these boys did not sit still and uh so i just got them out and it was fun and uh once the youngest hit preschool is when i was like okay time for something right and i remembered some night one night on Sarah's brother is there, and I was like, I'm going to form an LLC. I just want to do it. I got a legal Zoom, form my LLC, um, and uh, didn't know exactly what I was going to do with it at that point. But uh, uh, long story short, back to my submarine connection. While I was in D.C., I, uh, I attended a lot of career events. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the best and most similar to what I ended up doing was one run by the, the service academies, West Point Naval Academy, Air Force Academy. Coast Guard Academy, uh, Merchant Marine Academy. I loved it. Loved it. Because when you leave the Navy, you don't know what, or leave the military, you don't know what the heck you're going to do. It's, right. It's, I mean, you're, I mean, you're like so like told what you're going to do for two, four, eight, twenty 20 years, mm-hmm. you know? So it's such a weird time in people's lives. I mean, it's kind of like high school kid applying to college. Um, I had a very positive experience with that. And I said, I should do one just for the submarine community. So this West, this, or excuse me, Naval Academy one, it's only for people that were commissioned through the service academies, which represents about a third of, of officers in the military. So there's, there's two thirds of my submarine officer brethren that didn't have a similar experience than what I had at the service academy career conference. I didn't have to do this. But being a Naval Academy grad and a guy that, you know, appreciates everything that institution did for me, I went down there and I met with them and I said, you know, with the Alumni Association and the guy that runs the, the career fairs, and I said, hey, sir, like, I don't think I have to ask your permission to do this, but kind of ask your permission to do this. I think I'd like to do a submarine officer career conference very similar to yours. I'll, I'll try to avoid your cities, you know, I'll try to, you know, or if it's same city like D.C., we both do one in D.C., but mine's... Right. My mind's three months later, and uh, and he's like, I can't promote it, but by all means, please do it. Like, we need more stuff like this, helping right, people right. transition. So, so then, two thousand fourteen, we did the first one in DC, and it's a it's a career fair. It, you don't have to be a transitioning military officer. You can be just a submarine person from ten years or twenty years ago that's looking for a career change, whatever. I have companies. I have uh, uh, grad schools. It allows me a, a medium where I can really life coach. Because I've seen what all my friends have done. I've seen, you've gone from being a submarine officer, engineering, project management person to working for Google or being a consultant or I have a friend who's a doctor, I have a friend who's a lawyer and, and, and just expose them to these different careers. So it's it's a great way for me to give back and collect a, a little bit of a paycheck. I don't get rich doing it. I mean, it, it pays the bills and it's a supplement to her salary. And, uh, and back to Sarah since she hasn't talked in like a, an hour but uh <laughs> um, but like her career has allowed me the opportunity to do this you know her having the stable you know monday to friday night to five job allowed me to, to kind of find myself oh I, and some other things too the no debt the you know the the you know we, we made some pretty good money while i was in the navy and uh and then the network whatever but yeah i i don't think i'll ever go back to working for somebody i'm right. so well, about entrepreneurship so I, I feel like it's so interesting though to hear that in the beginning i think it was Sarah's job 
could go anywhere and basically she could follow kind of where you were going, whatever path you were going in. And now because she's kind of got this stable, really good job, you it allows you now so much flexibility. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's yeah. really it's kind of gone a little bit it's not full circle by any means, but it's it's just it's really worked for you and your family. And oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's uh been great. Because her job is the money for a nine to five job like mine, I have two or three single day events per year. That's it. Wow. Well, you know, let's, you know, I, I have the... Uh, you're working your you're working, tail off. But in yeah. between... Between those right, other... To prep for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah prepping and, and uh, my companies are great because they don't care if I totally push people towards them. They pay a fee to come to the job fair. There's no commission for hires. Uh, I've been told that I'm stupid like a thousand times. <laughs> like, like when somebody makes hire, you should have them pay an extra five grand or something. I'm like, no. You're I, happy that they've got a I, job now. I, I'm happy They're they got veterans. a job. veterans. Right. Like, they exactly. deserve every penny. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's it's great, and uh, I do not think this is the last entrepreneurial thing I'm going to do. Cool. Like, like I mean, I well, I you mean, come from that family, and yeah, you know, you yeah. still got how many years left to do it? Like, oh yeah, minds to be, to be open. <laughs> There's so many weapons out there now that for for the entrepreneur to use. Both of you obviously have had these kind of zigzagging paths in your careers, but if there was really words of wisdom or or insight to give to anybody. You know, whether it be someone who's about to take their PSATs or mm-hmm. maybe somebody coming out of out of the Naval Academy, what would you what would you tell them? Uh, I think a few different things. One is to be kind to everyone because you never know when that's going <laughs> to come back to help you. Um, I I think you're always going to need a favor every once in a while um, to either get that project done on deadline or maybe to advance to the next stage in your career and. You don't know who that person's going to be that's going to help you out. So be kind to everybody. Um, but then also, I think that's giving back to the next generation of people too. you know, help those people who are younger than you. Um, give them some mentoring, like give them good advice, like tell them when they're doing a good job, because I think that will help provide them with confidence, like as they're moving up. And through their career. I had so many people do that for me that I feel so indebted like to the universe that I need Mm -hmm. to be doing that to others now. My other piece of advice would be to be curious, to read as much as you can get your hands on because I think that makes you a more empathetic person. I think it gives you plenty of conversation starters when you're stuck in those awkward business meetings at the beginning when you're just trying to come up with small talk or you're at a dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's also helps you to be a good writer, which I think is a lost art, but still critically important in this day and age. And then I think from like a more personal point of view, it's um, just approaching things as a team. I think Mike and I try to do a good job of like being a team with things, slapping hands, like, okay, now it's your turn or my turn. I need help or whatever. And I think trying to come toward things as a team really makes it a little bit easier. Sarah, I guess it's relevant to this podcast. Sarah comes to my job fairs and she's amazing there. I mean, because she she speaks submarines, she speaks Navy, and... She also, like, since we're a couple, she's we talk about this all the time. She's probably relations, you know. Right. She, she's got to know all of my... I mean, people ask about her at my job fairs before they ask about me, you know. So, uh, <laughs> at least the company reps do, you know. So uh, She does but, make uh, a good impression. She does. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. So that would be, those would be my cleaning pieces. toilets and, and be kind. Hey, you know, and, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Roll up your <laughs> sleeves, right? Do what you got to do. Do what you have to do. And yeah. don't ever think that you are too good to be doing those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Because I think that makes an impression, especially mm-hmm. like on younger people who are like, okay, I guess if she's doing it, I can do it. And then yeah. to your superiors, you're like, oh, wow, she's doing that. Actually cleaning toilets. Yeah. How about you, Mike? What do you have for us? My new kind of slant on what I give advice to people is about risk and quantifying risk and uh, uh, and, and basically don't be afraid to to, to take risks and, and quantify them. Uh, I mean, I'm very big on family trees and knowing kind of the situations of my dad's generation, my grandpa's generation, my great-grandpa's generation. And I can, basically, I can go back when, the, at least for the Bradley side of the family, when they left Ireland. And my risk in starting a business and putting an investment of the deposit on the initial venue, which was not a, a, a giant sum of money, right. uh, compared to my, I don't know, great, great, a couple greats, grandfather getting on a boat and, and coming over from Ireland to this country, not I mean, not knowing anybody. Uh, at least he kind of spoke the language, but it's seriously, or people in globally that are, you know, the Syrian refugee. I mean, come on, like my risk, is that really a risk? You right, know, right. like uh, when I had a stable, you know, supporting income and, and everything like, so quantify your risk and, and take risk and, and maybe don't be calm. Was my job fair a, a, a really a risk? It was a, it was a business decision or opportunity. opportunity. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was an opportunity. So, don't be afraid. And like Jared and I mentioned briefly, there's just so many weapons out there right now. Yep. I mean, we, I mean, uh, just as far as an entrepreneur, I mean that this thing that I keep in my pocket all the time called an iPhone. I mean, it's it's a secretary. <laughs> it's a um, you know, it's it's amazing. I mean, it's it's so for you know my kind of trade of the entrepreneur. Um, there's there's just so many advantages out there right now that that are parents or grandparents didn't have and uh we are my, my new thing is we are the sum of all our ancestors risks you know like uh i am doing what i'm doing because my grandfather worked two jobs uh, or like my you know great grandfather you know parented his family when his dad died I, like all these things like so you know give credit back to where it's due because this what i've done i mean while it very interesting has been easy compared to my predecessors so all right, so anything you guys want to plug, anything you want to talk about before we finish up the interview, any shout-out? Uh, my job fair website is, is called newpoc.com, N-U-P-O-C-C.com. It's, it's for a niche of naval officers, but it doesn't mean I won't help people. Uh, friends of Jared and Annalise's, if you're, in a, if you're in a transition <laughs> career mode, if you're thinking about what other stuff can I talk to, grad schools, business schools, the things that I talk to my, my naval officer not protégés, but the, the, my my candidates, I feel like I I could your life coaching the, skills could could cover a wide range. I feel it like. could, the, the, you know, the it's uh, and now that my friends are getting older and getting out of the navy, I, I'm I'm going to probably focus on a new, you know, the the, the, the twenty year old, the twenty years separating from the, the navy type more. But uh, no, um, I'm trying to think of other things that we should promote. Things that that I tell. I outsourced a lot when I started up Elance and Upwork or two websites that I used a lot, you know, sending, I mean, I know Annalise is big on helping out the impoverished of the world. Like I was outsourcing to, you know, the Philippines right after they get hit by tsunami. I outsourced to, to a really poor guy in India that did a lot of computer work for me. So that was, 
the uh, Elance, which is now Upwork, Fiverr. I've used Fiverr a bunch. I, I, our, our artwork was made by somebody on There Fiverr. you go. Nice. See? Uh, no, and then uh, LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, and uh, if anybody wants to reach out to connect, uh, more the merrier. So, Sarah, what are you guys? Uh, yeah, so I'm not as social as Mike on uh, the network. She's prettier, but, though. So. Uh, you can definitely find me, though. I can give you my information online. Yeah, for those who are looking for nonprofit mm-hmm. advice or healthcare um, stuff. And then uh, the website that I spend a lot of time on is professional.diabetes.org. It's where we hang out, do our guidelines. New York Times, nice. you there, and, so. and I read a lot of New York Times. Um, right? I think so. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. And we're so glad that you were on when I grew up. Yeah. Thank Thank you guys for being on the show. All right. That's it for our show. Um, Thanks for listening, everybody. If you would like to check out some of the cakes that I've been making, I have a new website, annalisabakes.com. So A-N-N-A-L-I-S-A-B-A-K-E-S.com. Check it out. If you want to catch more episodes of the show, we are on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as uh, pretty much anywhere that hosts podcasts at this point. Episodes come out the second and fourth Thursday of every month. Uh, if you like it, please rate us up. As for me, you can find out what I'm up to on truejared.com. That's T-R-U-J-A-R-E-D.com. You can also find me on Twitter, at truejared. That's it. Thanks for listening. Please, please, please rate and share. And have a great week. We like you guys. Love you guys. <laughs>